Good morning, Andrew. We are back at it again. Another Friday morning Maker That Money. This is episode 16, and today we're going to talk about... 16. 16. Wow. Congrats <laughs> on uh, our sweet 16, my friend. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about setting expectations, which is just a, such a juicy topic. There's so much there. So we'll we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, greetings to everybody that's joining us on uh, YouTube. We record this on YouTube every um, Friday morning, uh, so that's a great opportunity. If you have questions, comments, want to participate uh, in the live chat, you can do so there. We also uh, stream this all out uh, on a weekly basis to all the major podcast platforms. But uh, if you're new, welcome. Uh, this is Maker That Money, and uh, we are two small business owners that kind of got our start in the maker sphere, uh, kind of hobbyists and stuff. And we took our passion projects and decided we're going to turn it into a business. We're going to make a run. Um, my name is Pooch. I own a company called Repcord. And with me, I have my good friend, the uh, leader of the Empire of Sticky 3D Gloop, Andrew Mayhall. Andrew, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm hanging in, man. Uh, another week under the belt, <laughs> flying by, just flying by, as I always like to say. Uh, but uh, I can't believe it's Friday already. <laughs> I know. We say that every Friday, we, but it's it's true. Oh. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh Good, man. I'm getting a good crowd. Uh, Lefteris from NX3D, welcome. Good to see you. Uh, Fotis is with us. Uh, you guys, if you're not oh, sweet. following Fotis Mint, he is a, just a prolific, amazing designer. We're going to actually have him on the show in a coming, uh, hopefully, one of these weeks soon. Uh, and he's going to talk. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go deep on, on what it's like managing just a massive Patreon following and what business in that you know, realm looks like. Cause I, oh, man. I'll tell you, I don't have a design bone in my body. And so I'm just like <laughs> blown away, you know, at the, at the talent, uh, that's, that's there. Uh, awesome. 3d musketeers, grant filament stories. Welcome guys. It's really good to see awesome. you. I, uh, I hope you guys are as excited about today's topic as, as we are, because like I said, it's a juicy one, uh, expectations, mm -hmm. Um, Andrew, let's kick it off talking about expectations and that can cover a lot of ground, right? That's like, you know, oh, yeah. what are, what are your customers expectations of you? What are your expectations mm -hmm. of your vendors? Uh, what are your expectations of yourself, your employees, everybody that you interact with, whether it's in your yeah. personal life or your business life, expectations abound. They are everywhere, right? They are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, what, you know, what is it when you, is it is it a positive term for you? Is it a, is it a negative? Th what do you feel oh. when you hear the word expectation? It it it. Oh man, it, you know, it, it's one of those those words that yes, it's some, most of the time it's positive, right? But it just gives me this worry in my gut. <laughs> um, you know, because I think so so often as as a you know a business owner when dealing with customers, right? You want to have like a quality expectation that you're delivering, and sometimes it, you can get very easily caught up in this loop of am I delivering that quality to the customer? Oh yeah. You know, 
are they getting what they expect? Right. And, you know, then it then you reflect internally and you're like, well, I've got to raise it. Right. You know, I, I'm not doing enough and I'm not meeting my own expectations. And, y- you know, <laughs> right. It, it could it could snowball. A hundred percent. It could snowball. And that's an interesting point. Uh, and, and one of the challenges of it, that it seems like expectations only ever go up right <laughs> and then, yeah. like, they, they never nobody's like down. <laughs> hey lower lower your expectations guys like but but there's a there's a healthy balance in there right and that they mm-hmm. you know we we don't want to put too much pressure because a lot of times expectation leads to pressure and that, that can be a good thing right like it's a motivating mm-hmm. thing i know we are very simpatico in the sense that i think that we take uh, the, the public opinion of our product and our company and stuff like very seriously. And that can be a, that can be a great thing. That can be a good thing, but mm-hmm. it can also be just this phenomenal weight. Um, oh yes. Yeah. And right. And so, so how do you, how do you stay healthy with that? How do you make sure that it just doesn't, you know, push down on you too hard? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's tough, right? Because on, on one hand, you, I, I mean, personally, I feel that, you know, when the expectations are, are, are rising, mm. you know, that I need to deliver to that. And sometimes it's, it's impossible. And I, I think as a, as a business owner, you have to realize when you're over the limit. And again, then you have to kind of reset those expectations. Um, okay. You know, whether it's, you know, whether it's something with, you know, shipping, you know, like our, our products, when we get orders in, you know, we strive to get them out the next day when we're flooded with orders, there's just, there's just no way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then from there it's like, okay, well, you know, now I've got to go and send an email saying, Hey guys, it's going to take, you know, two, three, four days extra mm. because of the number of orders or something. Well, at least right? you're sending um, that email. Think about how many things you guys have bought out there where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the frustration because like there's no communication. Right. And, and so as a oh, customer, yeah. we have expectations of communication and it gets really frustrating when that doesn't exist. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that, but I, I completely agree with you and I understand. And, you know, you've mm-hmm. set an interesting precedent and an expectation that may be realistic as you're getting started, say like a 24 hour turn on an order, mm-hmm. something like that. I think that's yep. a great, it's a great goal. Um, yeah. But obviously as you grow and the realities of that, you know, are you setting a good precedent? I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat in terms of like, what's a reasonable expectation? And this is probably going to depend on the product and the, you know, how popular it is and all that stuff. But what is a reasonable expectation of something that you buy and how long it should take to get shipped just by, just by default. And, and that's a, that's a really tough question in the days of Amazon prime and all of these things where it's just, I need it now. I pay for it. I get it now. Right. And, and so yep. two days, oh it's my gonna gosh. Be here, yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> like express shipping that we don't even have to really pay for express. It's just become the default expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. And that as a small business yeah. owner, let me tell you, that is a really hard, you know, bar to try to follow along or, or the same thing with like, you know, the Nordstrom's out there or the Costco's that'll just take back anything, no matter what your problem is. I, I, 30, 60 days. I've been using this mattress for three years and I don't like it anymore and I'm going to bring it back. Like gross. Right. (laughs) But still, um, but you know, we, we have expectations as customers, uh, and has it gone too far? What do you guys think? Has it gone too far? I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, I, you, I mean, I know my thoughts. Wait, tell me, tell me your thoughts. 
Uh, so it's it's tough, right? Because we have um, you know customers. They'll reach out and they'll be like, "Hey, where's where's our where's our order? We ordered this last week." And you know what we find is, is they ordered it on Friday at you know at, at like four or five <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, and it's right. now Monday in the afternoon, right. and they're like, "Where where is it?" And it's like, well you know, Hey, like, I know that you're used to Amazon shipping over the weekend, that sort of stuff. We're, we're not Amazon. Yeah. We, we work Monday through Friday. <laughs> um, you know, or, uh, one of the big ones, right. USPS, uh, that's what we do a lot of shipping through. Mm-hmm. And a lot that's of our times, domestic, uh, post for our international crowd. That's our domestic postal yeah. service here. Uh, United States postal service. Yeah. You're welcome yeah, for, so, for that you know, mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know uh biggest thing is is we have a, a nightmare of a time with them because they lose packages or they won't scan packages and they'll just magically appear on their door one day like you know but the, the tracking information says that it hasn't even been scanned in and then after it's at your house for a couple hours then it's like oh hey your package has been delivered yeah <laughs> oh man you know and and so many times we get blamed uh, for these again these expectations. Oh yeah, of of customers because they're like, well, wh- why can't you make USPS do it? It's like, well, I don't run USPS. I, I can't <laughs> why make them can't do you make, why, why can't you? Why can't you make the USPS perform, Andrew? Well, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just one man. Uh, you know, if the government can't figure out how to do it, what makes you think we can? Right? Jeez. Uh, sorry, sorry. That's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a knock <laughs> at the door. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, the, I think this is a great, you know, first, first sub subject of expectations. So talking about customer expectations and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and coping with that as our business. And so obviously, like you said, that, that, that shipping speed expectation and, and all that stuff and, and managing that and how you're oftentimes, um, just affiliated with, the, yep. the, the shipper, whether it's USPS or UPS or FedEx or whatever, you know, that is a reflection on you and your business, right? Well, the, to the customer, it's like, look, I paid for mm-hmm. it. Like until it gets to my door, it's on you, right? Is the, is yeah. the expectation. And that, that actually is the legal precedent as much as, and it's backwards mm-hmm. as that sounds right. Like, but that's why shipping yeah. insurance and stuff exists. Like we, we ship something out the door and we are like, okay, good. We did our part, you know, and then UPS inevitably destroys it or loses it or whatever. And then, and then, you know, customers like, well, I didn't get it, y- you know? And so yeah. it's not, you know, you chose to use them. So, and to some extent yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's true. Um, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's one of the biggest challenges about running an online business where it's like, you're just so dependent on that third party to perform. And yeah, for the most part it goes well, but when it doesn't, it feels so painful. <laughs> you know, like we're all, we're mm-hmm. always talking about these stories about, you know, this one order that, it, and it's always one that's like going to like BFE, you know, just like Malaysia yeah, yeah. or something weird that's yep. super expensive when it gets lost to reship it. Murphy's Law would dictate uh, that, yep. right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh man. So okay, so to you know to kick things off, we've got customer expectations of time. Let's talk about uh, for a second on the customer mm-hmm. expectation side. Customer expectation of product. Okay. Okay. W- one of the things that I find to be interesting that it didn't, I don't think occurred to me mm-hmm. when I first got into this was, um, how many people just rely on photography or video, yes. uh, to, to set the tone of what the product is, right? Like we spent all this time writing descriptions, trying to be as like 
forthright as possible with what the product is, what it does, what maybe if there's any limitations mm-hmm. or things or add-ons that you need to get. Okay. Uh, yep. And people don't read it, right? <laughs> and so, yep. so, you know, how many emails have you ever gotten where, where somebody's like, look, your, your product sucks because it doesn't do this. And you're like, I never said it was supposed to do that, right? <laughs> what is there's, there's a very yeah. interesting piece to this. Like, so we have adhesives, right? Yeah. And yeah, so you do. the issue, the issue here is, is that so many people are used to standard run of the mill adhesives. Gloop is not a, you know, standard run of the mill adhesive. And so when they get the product and it's not working per their expectations, it's like, okay, there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and one of the biggest ones is like, oh, your product is drying too flat, uh, too fast because we can't apply it to this large surface area. And it's like, well, you don't need to apply it to a large surface area. We uh, say so everywhere, yeah. but, but they, they don't have this that. expectation. Well, yeah, they have this expectation that's naturally set by working with other adhesives that, hey, I've got, you know, 24 hours before this stuff dries. I can slather it all over the surface and just call it good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they try that and it doesn't work, then it makes our product look bad. Right. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that we have even on our bottles is like, hey, work fast. Gloop starts to react almost instantly. The solvents dry very quickly, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those other things. It's like, how do we how do we as a business, you know, communicate this to the customer to set their expectations? And that's right? a, that's such you know? a good question. I, I mean, what do you guys yeah. think? You're a lot of a, you know, a lot of you guys have businesses yourself. Like what what are the what are the ways? What are the tools in the toolbox for better mm-hmm. setting expectations um that and 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 it's never oh, there's never a one side there's no silver bullet here right there's never a nope. one side because <laughs> you can spend all this time like getting getting you know good videos together putting 3d models up taking great photography and you're always going to have the person mm-hmm. that's like you, you didn't write it in the description well enough <clears throat> um yeah. or what about accessibility things what about people that you know are using um uh, you know, the, the voice, uh, the text to speech things, uh, you know, you know, are, are your, and that's where it gets important to make sure that your <clears throat> website is accessible and, and that it can be used by those, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up. Is it the TTL machines or whatever it is that yeah, that'll something like that. read, mm-hmm. uh, the descriptions of the photos and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it's a, like anything, it's going to be a combination of things and you're, you're not, you're never going to get it perfect. Um, never going to get it perfect. And so some of that is lowering your own personal expectations, right? That you're going to yeah. have the misses. <laughs> yes. You're going to have the people that aren't going to read. They're not going to look at things. They're just going to look. I saw Joel using this on his stream or I saw Clayton. Mm-hmm. You guys had, yeah. you know, I know we skipped over our wins, but you guys had a big blast this week because Clayton did a fantastic video on all oh, the yes. different ways to, well, you know, put together 3d printed parts. And of course, gloop, you can't, You'd be remiss if yeah. you didn't mention Gloop in terms of how to put, you know, printed parts together. Um, and so shout out uh, Uncle Jesse, thank thank yeah, you for that. Yeah, that, that was a good win for you, right? That, yeah, it was it was <laughs> awesome. You know, like I, I, totally not expecting it, and you know, it was it was fantastic. So yeah, big shout out to Clayton. <laughs> but but back to the point, it's like okay, now you got a bunch of new eyes that don't necessarily may not have been familiar with the product before. They're just seeing. Yep. Okay, that's what this influencer used. Okay, and yep, and 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 part of your challenge as a product is it's just like somebody looks at it and it's like uh, 
I, I don't need directions. It's it's a glue. It's super glue. It's what you know. It's just like yep. I don't need instructions mm-hmm. on how to use glue. And and yeah, that is such a challenge because they're not all the same. Obviously, um, no. I run into it all the time because I sell storage boxes and people are like, how hard is it? I put together 3d printers and I assemble these amazing technical things. How hard is it to assemble a box? It's not, it's just, it's going to be way easier on you if you do it mm-hmm. by following the directions. Uh, and uh, you know, I can't tell you how many frustrated customers I have that are just like, ah, I got here and it, it took me, you know, way longer to put together you know, because they were just making assumptions about how it was done, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I don't know that there's a perfect solution, but but what I mean, what other tools in the toolbox are you are you thinking in terms of setting the customer expectations and and really trying to educate with you? You, mm-hmm. you have that elevator pitch. You have that that five yep. seconds, right? Is it mm-hmm. does it have to go on the label? Like, does it have to? <laughs> so one of the things that we we found was that um, you know, and and this is this was a a product of our own creation, and it was it, it's just or an issue of our own creation, and it's just been very frustrating. But when we launched Gloop, right, we launched it kind of as a bed adhesive, right. Gloop is not the greatest at a bed adhesive. It, it works, but it's not. And so now what we fight is, is that we set this expectation that Gloop is is for, glue, you know, basically putting your prints on your build platform while you're printing. And we get so many emails and questions all the time, like, oh, hey, you know, like, why, you know, how do I clean this up? Blah, blah, blah. What does this do? Like, and it's just like, well, most people don't use it for that application now. And so we're actually in the process of trying to reset those expectations, if you will. And that is a very hard thing to do because now you had, you know, we had this big mass of people that knew Gloop is this. And now it's being known as as something new, right, for gluing your parts together. Okay. Um, and so what we're trying to do is come up with cool interactive ways um to you know basically educate the customer in a way that they're learning but they're learning you know something that you know it seems new to them but it's actually not new uh and so you know how we do that is is through visuals and through you know like simple little uh gifs or animations that's what we've been working on for the past you know, about a year now that'll actually be launching soon on our website. But we've been uh, beta testing this with a lot of like, you know, customers, past customers, customers that have had issues specifically with our product that we reach out and we say, hey, we know we screwed up with you. Uh How could we do better? Uh Right. Uh Um, And, uh, you know, one of the really cool things now is, is you have this, these very short pieces of content that are like YouTube shorts and TikTok. And yeah. we found that that those those pieces are doing like so much good for explaining what our product is and what it's capable of doing. Um, so breaking down this something complex or even something as simple, but breaking it up into uh, something very short and sweet. Um, it really helps. You know, right? uh, I'm glad you brought that up because we're having people in the chat, bring up TikTok. Um, I want to, oh, yeah? I want to focus on a point. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second, but I want to focus on a point that, uh, Brit in the chat brought up uh in in therapy she says she's told to have people set expectations up front and clearly i wonder she muses i wonder if uh that works in business as well and i mm. would say 
100% that works. I think expectations are somewhat universal in that regard mm-hmm. that <clears throat> obviously being as clear as possible and setting these expectations up front is critical in in like establishing who you are and setting your reputation as a business and all that stuff. But it's not easy, obviously, like because you're you're mm-hmm. fighting against assumption as 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 the the antithesis to the whole thing, right? Like I want you to understand my product and my company and my brand as X, but Mm -hmm. at first pass, they don't get any of that context. They don't. They, and so they're going to just kind of make assumptions. Well, you know, it comes in a bottle and it looks like, um, uh, yeah, you know, it looks like super glue or whatever. So I'm going to just treat it the same way. Um, yep. To go back to the TikTok thing, CRS1 says TikTok length videos, embed them on the site, reuse them in socials. I love this and I hate it at the same time, right? And part of part of it is because <laughs> I'm still trying to learn TikTok. But but whether it's TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, we have this amazing tool mm-hmm. in front of us that can um <clears throat> really when when wielded well when leveraged well uh serve as as your instruction guide your expectation setter and where where i think tiktok and the power of that is is like in shorts it's it's you gotta you've gotta you know distill your elevator Mm -hmm. pitch your your value proposition yeah down into a very very short amount of time because boom somebody's just scrolling on by they're on to the next video right and so when Mm -hmm. done well it's not a training video. It's it's like, hey, I want to show you something really cool that I I I figured out or I'm doing or what you know or how this is how we're using this product, and really yeah. trying to control the dialogue, control the messaging in that way. So you're starting to use mm-hmm. TikTok to that effect, yes, and 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 you come in directly out with this content, or are you using other people to help, or is it both? So right now we we're leveraging other people. Right. Um, and it's just because we don't have the bandwidth to do it ourselves, sure. but it's one of those things that what we're doing is we're taking notes. Like literally every day we go mm-hmm. through the TikToks and we see what people are using our gloop for or how it's going. And we literally keep notes of, you know, what, how many views, how many interactions the videos get, because it's, it's telling us, okay, Hey, this, this is content that is, that is interesting to people, but it's ways in which we liked the way it was explained. Um, like uh, for instance, um, uh, filament stories, the, you know, they did an amazing Courtney, video. Shout on out. Gloop filament stories. Yeah. 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 You know, she did, she did an amazing video on what gloop is, how it works, what it does. Like, you know, we took notes on that and, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we take this content and put it into our website or in our product pages? Uh, it to some capacity, right? Whether it's, you know, distilled down even further into short animations or GIFs or even text, right. but it gets the point across right. and sets those expectations to the customer to how to use it. Absolutely. Right? So, and I think the most salient points of that too are like, like anytime you can use other people, because that's the thing mm-hmm. that, that this, we're so sensitive to just like being sold things. Like if I am mm-hmm. on there and I am trying, people are immediately going like, well, yeah, of course you're excited about it because it's your product and you're trying to sell it, but nothing mm-hmm. advocates for you. That's why influencer marketing is obviously so successful and so important and stuff like that. But it doesn't even take massive influencers out there. Like a lot of times it's just everyday people and nothing, you know, uh, sets ex- expectations and shows product as well as just seeing the product in action. Right. 
So yeah, there's yep. still there's still some things like hopefully that, that you know they're not just like opening the bottle up and just like taking a big you know whiff of it and stuff <laughs> like, like like you, you need kind of <laughs> hopefully. So you you, know, oh, you yeah. lose some control of the mess, you know, it's, and that's a slippery slope, yeah. right? Because influencers want to be mm-hmm. free to have their genuine opinion of these things. Um, yeah. But uh, at the same time, you know, they're going to move the needle a lot more for you potentially. And, and the mm-hmm. way that word of mouth and how viral, you know, what viral really means, like becomes very clear to you as a business, like the impact on your sales as a result of, mm-hmm. of, of that, just continual effort to be clear guys. I too, I, uh, Josh brings up, he's surprised that I don't, I don't like, uh, TikTok or short. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I'm not good at it yet, or I haven't figured out how to, to clip it because there's a style to every little thing. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like you've got one chance and this may be just maybe you have one chance to make a first impression. And I don't want to come across as that total, uh, you know, uh, noob that just doesn't know what he's doing and using the platform, you know, improperly. And so I'm, I'm just trying to observe and absorb as much as I can. And, uh, thankfully I've got awesome people in the community that have volunteered to, to help me out or that have reached out to, to, to help me out. And so I'm looking forward that's to awesome. understanding more about it, but obviously, you know, that's one of, you know, 10,000 hats that, that we wear and, you know, finding time to educate myself on the, the social media du jour is, uh, is a, is a challenge oh, man. sometimes just don't get me started <laughs> don't know how to do social media at all <laughs> that you're selling yourself short right i mean half of the game is just getting yeah. out there and doing it right because there's those those yeah. that would probably make the argument look even if you don't kind of have it right in the first you know you're better off just starting um which yeah, i i I, sub- I subscribe to that belief so i think yeah. part of that is just me um you know just just getting started on that and, and, and trying to overcome the, you know, the, the, just the frustration of it being, you know, one of a, a million other things that are on my list of things I need to do that yep. I just haven't quite gotten to yet. Um, and we've talked about hiring. I was like, well, can I hire somebody? But then are they oh, ever going to yes. do it to the extent that you want? And how much is the brand me versus, you know, mm-hmm. the, so there, there's a lot of, a lot of other, uh, uh, stuff, stuff in there. Um, I would love to be a TikTok guru or, you know, it's just a social there media go. guru of sorts. I, I don't leverage any of the go. platforms uh, to the, to the extent that we need to need to, but let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to, to uh, some more expectation talk. So we talk about product expectation, mm-hmm. customer expectation. I think the flip side of the coin, you know, the, one of the things that you brought up was the burden of the expectation informing, you know, for product, mm-hmm. whatever, but in a way that's a really, it, it can be a good thing too. It feels like it's mm-hmm. just a drag when you're, you know, just eating crap on a lot of different mm-hmm. issues and stuff like that. Uh, but hopefully it's one of those things that inspires you to get to a better place to make improvement. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's the double edged sort of like being out and bearing your soul to the world, right. In public. Yeah. And, you know, you're, I'm putting a product out there, which is me and my mind and my ideas. And, and if it sucks, People will tell mm-hmm. you, <laughs> and, and, oh yeah, and uh, you know, trying to maintain some balance and not getting too caught up in the echo chamber because you're always going to have the fanboys. They're just like, oh yeah, this is awesome mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, and I appreciate that, and that's great. But I want to hear. I've said on this show too. I like. I want point counterpoint. Mm-hmm. I want. Um. I want to hear about when it doesn't go 
well. And oh yeah, some days like I can I can handle that better than others. But usually, like after I absorb the feedback and analyze it, and you know respond to it, I come mm-hmm. to a better place. I'll give you yeah. an example. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it my win for this week, but you know, it's, it's as good as anything, <laughs> I suppose. So a lot of you guys, uh, that are fo- following me on Twitter saw like last night, I just kind of put out this little, uh, um, thing and I, I just affectionately named it the Rotini and it's literally a silly, simple <laughs> print. And it's, um, for 3d printer spools. A lot of companies are, are releasing cardboard spools now, which is great. It's mm-hmm. great for the environment. Um, I think I'm I'm a hundred percent behind it, but the designs that I've done for my storage boxes and stuff are, are based on um, the more longstanding usage of plastic spools, rigid mm-hmm. sides, right? Because we use a flange rolling yeah. or a slip rod now to, you know, allow that spool to spin. And I'm at a point now where the industry's kind of shifted a little and we didn't really have a great solution. Like, well, how do I use my cardboard spools with this? And so, you know, I created like a little stand that just has a traditional arbor, but that's, you know, more, you got to print something else out or make another product and put it in there and stuff like that. And so I've been getting Mm -hmm. hammered left and right. Like your box sucks, man, for cardboard spools, like what the heck? And so there's been all these expectations around, like I should be able to put whatever spool of filament, however it is in here and it should work flawlessly, uh, which, yep. Not exactly a reasonable expectation, right? But I uh, like I understand it's sure. something out there, and it is my <laughs> responsibility as a as a you know developer to like try to provide solutions for all these things. I geek out on <laughs> spooling solutions, which is a silly, <laughs> such a tiny you know niche thing. But I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff, and so we we you know kicked around all kinds of of different ideas and stuff. And sometimes um you know the simplest things like we I just came up with this this print that uh, uses a technique that I really I love vase mode printing for those of you who don't know 3D mm-hmm. printing it's literally just like watching the printer just build up a singular layer at a time and so it creates these little uh, let's call it re- reinforcement sleeves, I guess, for the cardboard spools so that the flanges become more stiff and that they roll on the flange roller style thing and, and so that was that was born of a lot of people having expectations that my product was going to work with cardboard spools. I never said it It was designed to do that. But like I said, it becomes an issue as we go forward. And so it's out there. I'm not going to claim that it's a perfect solution. We still have, we have more solutions now for than ever before for how to use it in the box. If it doesn't work with, you know, the roller systems that we've got and there probably will continue to be innovation, but it was easy. I wanted to put it out there. It was easy for individual people to print and, um, uh, you know, so far it seems like everybody seems to think it's a good idea. It's already got a bunch of downloads and, um, we'll see. That's awesome. We'll see. That's awesome. Uh, but that was a, you know, that was a, that was a fun thing. And it was born of me just feeling like I was getting my butt kicked on, um, just missing <laughs> the boat on certain, you know, newer, newer product. Um, I don't know what's, you got any, uh, good examples of like when it, you know, started feeling like, it was bad expectation, but it made you, it got you to a better place. Yeah. So, you know, with, with, uh, with, with what one of our formulas, uh, our PET group, right. Um, there it's, it's, it's hard to develop an adhesive for a plastic that has so many ways that it can actually be synthesized or alternatively said that there are a lot of different ways to 
basically make, you know, add plasticizers or other elements to that particular polymer um, during the extrusion process. And so what we found is, is that a lot of times um, some of the cheaper or maybe no name brand PETG filaments, they don't work with our PET glue at all. Mm. Like, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't actually work. And so it's it was uh, at the start of when we started, you know, building out this this formula, um, you know, we're like, well, we can't ever release this because it needs to work for all of the, you know, PETG formulas, right, that are out there. Um, and mm. it wasn't until, you know, later on, about a year later, um, you know, because we had the formula ready at the time we initially launched on Kickstarter, um, that we realized it's like, well, you know, that's such a small little section of the market, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it was just more so where I, I guess we reset our own expectations, right? Because we had this expectation that we needed to release the best possible product, period. Um, and instead of, you know, instead of basically falling into the trap that perfect is the enemy of good, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's such a know, great way to put that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were mm. we were we were striving to hit, you know, like, again, a perfect adhesive for all of these formulas. And it was more so just a realignment, if you will, of our own expectations and said, well, hey, you know, maybe we just, uh, you know, we just released the formula now and then we let everyone know saying, hey, it might not work. Uh, it might not work with these particular types of filaments, mm. um, you know, and just being upfront about it. Yeah, we still get some, you know, flack for it because it's like, oh, hey, it's not working. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, we released something that could help a lot of other people do something. I'm sorry that it's not working for you in this choice. Um, you know, it, it just it is what it is. Right. <laughs> It is. It is. And I guess, you know, the question that it brings up for me is that, is it, is it reasonable? How, how do you disclaim that, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can certainly say like, look, in our experience, we've used it with these things, but like we're, we're operating in support of a much larger industry with that where new formulations and stuff are coming out all mm -hmm. the time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for us to obviously catch all the use cases and be aware of all the use cases a lot of the time. Now for something like with, with what you sell, thankfully it's a, it's at a price point where I think there's a reasonable message that can be sent. That's like, look, you paid, uh, let's say what's a, what's the smaller bottle, like 1999, 20 bucks or 30 yeah, bucks. It's like or... 19, yeah. Okay. 19 to 30. So for 20, for 20 bucks, you can get this out there and, 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 it, and you know that it works with these things. I don't know if you have a list of like known stuff that has been tested with or whatever, mm -hmm. but I also think that's a reasonable price point where people can be like, okay, I'm going to give it a go, mm -hmm. even if it's not on here and maybe it's going to work and maybe it's not. And what's the worst case I'm out 20 bucks. Or I just use it on other stuff, right? But on, you're gonna other stuff. always yeah. run into those fussy people that are just like, "This isn't why I got it. it doesn't work," and and mm -hmm. you know they just get um, upset, and you know everybody has a different expectation of what kind of value they should be getting mm -hmm. from your product, right? And that's always yep. gonna probably exist, and 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 so you know some of that's on you just to like learn how to just accept as a mm -hmm. as a as a known truth of being in business. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, crafting your responses in a way, because a lot of times people come at, I like to say, they come at you guns blazing and, oh. and I would say good, a solid 80% of the time, if you just respond to them, 
and remind them that yep. there's a human on the other end of this conversation uh, and that, yep. I, that I hear you and that I'm sorry you're frustrated, you know, just kind of validating where they're coming from. But um, mm -hmm. but sometimes, but I'm not saying cave you know, to it. Cause like I said, yep. a lot of times it's coming from a place of just like lack of education, you know, I'm so sorry you're having an issue. Um, but you know, as we mentioned in the build guide or, or, or as we mentioned on our yep. label that, you know, this isn't necessarily hundred percent guaranteed to work with everything. Um, here's what we've yep. found. I, I appreciate your feedback because it helps us make the product better. We're not trying to fool anybody. You know, it's like, I, it's, it's weird that you yep. have to have these conversations with people because I think there's a very common perception that just everyone is out to get, you know, there's a lot of people out there that feel like the world is out to get them or you know, fool them yep. or con them in Absolutely. some way. And so you need to, you know, gently remind them like, look, I, I'm just doing the best I can here. And, and uh -huh. most of the time, I think that that turns, that can turn things around, but it, it feels mm -hmm. crappy to get it. <laughs> like, you know, when, mm -hmm. when that's somebody's default position. Well, and that's that's an interesting thing because that's the the customer expects in many cases that they're gonna not get their problem solved, right? Which is yes. why they're coming guns a blazing, you know. And so by you know taking a different approach, we're hopefully trying to reset the customer's expectations, mm -hmm. right? Of of how we handle situations. Yeah. So, but the burden is always yeah. on you, right? It feels like like you yeah. kind of resent the fact that it's just like. Why do yeah. I have to be the nice guy here when you're just being a complete yeah. jerk store here? Um, but you know that that is that's the cost of doing business, and so it's like, unfortunately, the the, uh, the lack of other people's social graces or psychological well being sometimes is on you, uh, yeah. which which can suck. But um, you know, my part of my coping mechanism is like I I. One, I try not to look at support emails like first thing in the morning, just as like, uh -huh. again, putting <laughs> putting some layers of protection on there until I'm like, I'm ready to, you know, deal with the things there of the day. Um, and and sometimes not as much as I value and and I'm, I'm given this encouragement for responding quickly, um, sometimes mm -hmm. on negative stuff, it just takes, uh, it's better to just let it breathe for a bit and and think about it. Yeah. And so I, I will actually try to add some time just to make sure that I'm, I'm checking myself, uh, to, sure. to realize like, okay, I, you know, my default is defensiveness. I'm feeling upset. Um, is that, is that reasonable? How do I get myself in this person's shoes? Um, and that's, there's mm -hmm. not always logic there. Sometimes there's just like, you're trying to apply logic and reason where it does not exist and you just have to sure. write that off. Um, you do what yeah. you can <clears throat> within reason. You, you know, I, I usually follow a three strikes rule. I respond if somebody continues to be abusive or whatever, it's just like, yep. Hey, you know, you're welcome to return. I'm happy to refund what, you know, let's, let's figure this out. And then if they continue to be yeah. a badgering and abusive, it's block and ban. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you, you have to do it. Uh, it, yeah. you have to protect yourself. Um, and that's, I think that's something yep. that, uh, you, you, a lot of people don't expect when they're getting into business that, that you have to create some psychological barriers, some, some, uh, oh, mental yeah. health, you know, uh, blockades <laughs> for, for yourself. Yeah. Um, some, some, some expectations for yourself that you need to, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you need to build some wards if you will. Sure. <laughs> Sure. But, you know, to your, to your point, the, um, the, the, the setting of the customer expectation or dealing with the fact that, uh, a lot of customer expectation, 
you know, I, I like to say it seems like it comes from a place of entitlement a lot of times for people, which really stinks. Yep. Um, but yeah, kind of nature of the beast. Um, but the negative expectation is strong, and the reason they come at you guns a blazing is because they've been conditioned, unfortunately, by mm-hmm. by bad actors, bad you know companies. Not not everybody adheres to this. Um, mm-hmm. that that have made them bitter or cynical that like every company is out there and, and, and it's really hard for them a lot of times to understand what the scope of who they're dealing with, because anybody can start up a store and, oh, yes. and, um, uh, you know, make a web page And, and I, you know, it, I always mm-hmm. laugh when I get these emails about like, we'd love to come to your corporate offices and, you know, tour the place or whatever. I'm like, what, <laughs> why do you assume I have a corporate? I'm like, I'm one guy that was in his you know garage for a long time. And that's hilarious. But, but you know, people don't know. And maybe that's the better default yeah. expectation for people to mm-hmm. assume that you're yeah bigger, but it works against well, you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell you how many times we get customers that email us assuming that we're some massive, huge company. Yeah. Um, and you know, well, it's cause you say you're the empire. Guys. Empires are typically big empires of sticky. <laughs> I said, I'm building an empire. Yeah. I didn't say we are an <laughs> empire. A, yeah. I'm yeah. an empire of two right now or four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, but you know, yeah, it just, things take time and, you know, communicating that to customers, you know, as, as well as trying to reset those expectations that mm. we're not an Amazon. Here. No, we're not. You know, we don't have, we don't have, you know, 15,000 employees working in a warehouse that, you know, can get your order out in two seconds after it's placed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And so, so it's a small business owner just constantly shaking their fist at dang you Amazon for you know, yeah. ruining it for everybody. Um, um, but you know, in a similar fashion, you know, the, the venture, the VC mentality of, of, we don't care if we have revenue, we're just going to build a following. Uh, we're going to get, we're going to get massive, uh, um, you know, user base and all that stuff. And then we'll worry about how to make money with it. Like there's just this weird trend in larger business that it's just like growth, growth, growth at, at all, even if you're losing money. Right. And, and that, sets a, such an odd tone for those of us mm-hmm. that are bootstrapping or trying to like, no, I want to build something sustainable from the get go. Um, yep. because I feel like there's more potential for longevity and it's not, and, and it's less stressful a lot of the time, not have to, well, you know, kick that can down the road. I'll figure out how to appeal, you know, appease the, the uh, yep. investors later or whatever. And then before you know it, you're, you know, bankrupt and yeah, you're bankrupt because you, um, you have nothing that you can sell worth any money. <laughs> so (laughs) yeah so uh okay so we what have we covered so far we've talked about expectations of customers expectations of product we dabbled a little in self-expectation okay but let's go Mm -hmm. a little let's go a little deeper let's go a little deeper on (laughs) self-expectations right because we talked i talked about okay so mental health barriers and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but like how hard is it as the you know the face of the business is the, you know, director, like Mm -hmm. find that bout, like what are the tools again in your toolbox? We talk about, there have to be barriers. There has to be balance. Mm -hmm. What are those juicy nuggets of actionable items that you can give our, our, our our audience here? So, you know, these are something that I still, it's, it's so hard to actually do, but the biggest thing is, is try and set, 
hours in the day that, you know, you're going to go to work at this time and you're going to be done with work at this time. Um, you know, being a business owner um, and so connected to the business, it is it is so hard to put down that phone or check the email, um, you know, and, Boy, and, and you know, just <laughs> and just see what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I can say that, you know, setting, you know, setting these, these, these rules up and following them will lead to a better, you know, a better home life, if you will, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, a better, you know, state of mind, Um, you you know, and, and so also along those lines, you know, when you're doing something new or that you haven't done before, you know, expect it to take much longer and cost more, and, my God! You know, say it again for the people in the back, my friend, because it's the worst, you know, thing. It will always take a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. It's gonna always yeah. take longer than you expect it to. And I don't know why. Why yeah. do we have these expectations that, you know, I can have 30 things on my to do list in the day and somehow think I'm gonna get those all done? What is that? Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and like, this is something that I was struggling with literally last night and today, um, is that I have, you know, probably five, six commitments that I'm supposed to get done by the end of this week that I've said, Hey, this is my goal to get this done. And, you know, now it's like, well, here's the end of the week and I'm no further than I was at the beginning of the week. It seems like, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and you know, so it's, it's really tough because, you know, it's like, okay, well, the, now I'm basically forced to prioritize. And now I feel like I'm not meeting the expectation uh, that I set of myself, Yeah. right? That I was going to get these things done. Yeah. And so sometimes you just have to figure out, it's like, okay, well, it's not going to end up happening, right? And you can't beat yourself up about it. Right. What you can do is you can set up a process or a plan to say, I missed the deadline. Uh, these are the reasons why I missed the deadline. Mm-hmm. Let's plan out for how I'm going to make up missing that deadline. How are I'm how am I going to adjust things around and, and basically come up with a solution? You know, um, and, and that's the biggest thing I think is is you know realizing that when you've missed it, it's it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Just figure out how to how to get it done. Well, and what's you know? what the, the the context that's missing from that is that. Mm-hmm. You, it's not that you didn't get anything done. You didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. miss the deadline because you were sitting on the, well, maybe you did. And if that, that's another problem, if it is sure you were sitting that's on the couch, thing. just watching, you know, just eating just yeah. the nachos off your belly and, uh, yeah. you know, while, while you're just watching, um, you know, adult swim or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's the context that's missing is that, you know, you decided, uh, to reprioritize mm-hmm. what you were doing, either because just more important stuff came up, or um, sure. or you know, you, typically I would I, I would hope that that's yeah. your thought process, right? This didn't get finished oh, because yeah. I chose to do these other things that I deemed more important, more, more time intensive, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you never give yourself credit for that. Like that's the thing. Like yep. I start my day. I use my reminders app on my phone. And I know a lot of people have, there's a ton of tools out there, Todoist and all sorts of other stuff out there that, that can help you get mm-hmm. organized and stuff. But I, you know, I almost always start the day with like, here are the things that I want to get done today. And then I'll, mm-hmm. I just drag them, drop them and try to prioritize them by what I, um, you know, need to get done. Uh, and then, uh, but inevitably, um, 
I'm lucky. A good day, I'm lucky if I get 50%. It seems like that. Because it's, and it's not even, it's like I, I throw stuff up on that, this ongoing list. Uh, it's, it's, I've seen different strategies. You know, I've tried to do like, we'll pick three things and literally say, these are going to get done today, right? Like you can try sure. to do it that way. My problem is, is that I'm juggling so many things that I will forget if I do not immediately mm -hmm. put it on a list, right? And so I just have this sure. running list. So a better way might be, you know, have the running list and then have a second list where I'm pulling items and, you know, doing that so that I, I can at least see. But the problem is, is that during the day, I'm not updating the list with all the other things that I realized that I missed or came up or whatever to uh, give myself yeah. the context of like, no, no, you actually got like 30 things done today. It's yeah. just that 20 of them were on the list, you know, because yeah. they didn't. You didn't know that yeah, they didn't, didn't make know. it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't make it on there. So, you know, not beating yourself up over the fact that you, you're feeling like you're not productive because you're missing that list, but you're not being fair in laying that out. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Mike in the chat, uh, never let the machine win, uh, machines win asks, is it easier to separate work from non-work time now that my work is not in my home? Now we're different in this front. I actually have a shop that I go to uh, on a daily basis mm -hmm. and that is a physical boundary. So we talked about, uh, you know, setting some boundaries, yep. right? You yep. talked about having business hours. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's one that is just a great, um, an easy expectation. So it, it took us a long time to do this, but on the website, on the chat, on the email, auto email responder for support requests and all that stuff. I lead with, we are open Monday through Friday from 9am to 5pm Pacific time. We will do the mm -hmm. best, you know, we are a small company. Um, we may not get to this right away because we're, you know, juggling other things, but we will respond. We aim to respond within 24 hours. So setting expectations mm -hmm. up front, talking about that, Britt, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Um, and, and really just trying to define, uh, that, that th these are the boundaries of, of our operations. I am a, we're a small business. Uh, we have lives mm -hmm. too and stuff like that. And, uh, also if you order something at 4 PM on a Friday, it will not go out until we're back at it on Monday. We do not work over the weekends. You probably don't yep. work over the weekends. Do you want to, I don't say that, but that's, you know, the kind of the implicit yeah. suggestion. Yeah. And that's some low hanging fruit that obviously like really mm -hmm. helps remind people who they are dealing with. Right. Like, Yep. because they won't know there. A lot of times the assumption is like you're, you, you could be a company of 50 people and be working in shifts and having customer support, you know, 24 seven. Um, you know, Hey, you know what, Amazon, it's great that you have 24 seven support, but when it's, yep. when it's going to somebody overseas that can actually manage that in a non typical work time that is not able to actually help me, how helpful is that actually? Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like, sometimes I think yeah. it's better to just, Let's oh, just yeah. set the precedent. Let's 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 set the stage a little bit better in here. So to yeah. answer your question, Mike, yes, it has been better in a lot of regards. I am not perfect. Uh, I I still as the as a founder, this is a founder's dilemma that that mm -hmm. because we are so digitally connected, because like everything can push to my phone, like if I want to, like and I because I want to respond in a timely fashion, I want to be accessible. We just enabled a chat yeah. feature, an online chat feature, and people are loving it. 
And I'm realizing like it's opened myself up to like yet another distraction that I haven't quite figured out how to manage. So it's allowed us to capture more immediate sales, which is a positive. But the downside is it's like mm -hmm. there's a more of an expectation of like I'm going to get an immediate answer here. And when it's just me and I'm trying to juggle that between other things. So, again, we have a little thing that's on there. I may not respond right away, but I will respond. Go ahead and leave this message if you want. You can also send us an email, you know. Um so boundaries, guys. Boundaries is is mm -hmm. is really important. Setting yourself some office hours, trying to stick to yes. it as best as you can. Um, mm -hmm. That physical location where you're kind of like mentally going and coming home, so that you're like, I'm mm -hmm. in work mode. Okay, now I'm you know home and um, but yeah, but it's not. It's imperfect, you know. I, I think it's mm -hmm. better in some ways. It's harder in others. You know, it's it feels less efficient because now I have a travel time that uh, you know I have to yeah. get there. <clears throat> but it is very clear that I am at work or I am not mm -hmm. at work. And so there's a defined boundary. Yeah. What other tips do you guys have? So first of all, I know we, I haven't talked about it, but it's like we obviously any brave souls out there yeah. are welcome to join the conversation. We do Call have in. that link. Uh, but I know that, you know, it's a weird time for a lot of people at work and stuff like that. So we understand. Um, but uh, at any point, if you are listening back and you want to join the conversation, we do, we do welcome that. We have a link that mm -hmm. we're, um, pointing at it in our, in our YouTube stream that allows you to use your, your phone or your computer or whatever technology you've got to just get involved in this conversation. Uh, which isn't to say that we don't appreciate all the great commentary that's coming through on chat as well. And look at this. No sooner do I say that it's like, we're, we're just begging for somebody talk to us, please. Uh, it please. looks like we've got Courtney. Uh, I'm going to guess this is the Courtney from filament stories, uh, on the line. And I'm going to loop her in awesome. here right now. Are you ready for this? We don't know. Let's do it. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We never, this is the wild west, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, Courtney, I am unmuting you. All right. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. can you hear Welcome. Me? First of all. Yes. Yes. First time caller. <laughs> Long time listener. I am. <laughs> Awesome. Tell, uh, tell us where, where, where are you, where are you coming from and, and who are you for anybody who hasn't met you before? I am in, I'm in North Carolina and I am filament stories. I'm half of filament stories. Primarily. I'm the part that you see, which not the, the part that does all the hard work, the, which is my husband. Chris. The better half. Who's the better half. I will not, we won't get into that. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. him. <laughs> we so humble without him. He makes us look good. Great. Welcome to um, the show. Yeah. What can we do for you? Yeah. Well, I'm listening to you describe your lists and getting things done and that 50% yeah. is a good day. And I, that's my life. Yeah. Uh, oh, that resonates. Yeah. There's so much. There's so many platforms. There's so many things coming in from so many different directions, and they all need attention. And then you have your things that you need to get done. Sure. That mm -hmm. if you don't put, if you don't ignore some of that, you can't get, you'll get drowned in all of the right little things. 100%. And then mm -hmm. you don't get the things done that are important. Yeah. At the end of the yep. day. Yeah. So I'm just listening to you all. My, my, my is. I'm, I'm coming from a different perspective. I'm content creation, so I'm a little bit different than you all. You all have a product. You're, mm -hmm. you know, you have that is the end of the day. Whereas my job, I think, really is to try to connect people and companies together. I love filament. Um, I want to connect people with great filament and companies awesome. with people who want great filament. And that was what I feel like my job is. Where I'm going to make money in that, I don't really know. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> and, and, and just so we have some context, like how, how far into the filament stories uh, story are we? 
Um, let's see. We're not quite a year. Okay, so you're I still very okay. first. Yeah, we're pretty young. I so I think our first just a baby post was around beginning of June. Okay, of last year. Well, let me let me just say okay, things have moved fast. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, let me just say I first of all I love the model. I'm I'm a, such a fan of obviously community, and I I I always feel guilty that I feel like I don't. I don't engage enough. Like I, I do engage a mm-hmm. lot and I love doing that. And I wish I had more time from it because it's just such a great feeling when you're making those connections and it's really, you know, how we interact in this day and age. And, um, I love that you're, you're, you're trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, being this connection from the, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but saying like from the common man to the business and like what, you know, who to support and, and why these things are great and why you might need them. I mean, you're that influencer we were talking about earlier. You're literally mm-hmm. are because obviously Andrew's work with you. I know you've shown off some of our stuff as well. And thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's, that's such a, that's such a challenging place uh, uh, to be. And we've, we've talked to a lot of content creators out here that, which is very much a business guys, very much a, just a different mm-hmm. mindset of, of businesses. And, and, and you have these different considerations where you're trying to keep the business happy because a lot of times that's where your, your, your money's coming from. Um, but you're yeah. trying mm-hmm. to be true to your audience as well. I don't know if mm-hmm. you want to yeah. speak to yeah. the expectations around that at all for us. No, you, you are right. And you please speak for me. I am again, I'm new to this, but I, I do, I do have a different approach and that you're absolutely right. I want to, now one job that I had that's very easy is if this were five years ago, filament was a whole different ball game. It really like was. Yeah. Filament that was good filament, filament that mm-hmm. would work, it clogged, you know, at most filament these days is pretty good. Yeah. It mm-hmm. may be, you know, less or more, but my job from that standpoint is pretty easy. So I'm really just awareness is most of what I'm trying to do, but then other products. And you're right from people who have just gotten a 3d printer and they see a few brands on Amazon, about 50% of our audience is the U S but we have a significant portion that's in very, like we have, I think in on YouTube, we have 15% are from India so I was oh, really wow. excited. I got some filament from India. I started oh, cool. contacting. And say, but most of the time I just sit back and I'm getting flooded with filament and I'm, you know, trying to figure out what I can do to show as much as I can right. and let people make a decision what's right for them. And it always makes me happy and guilty at the same time when people say, oh, I have lost so much filament because of you. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, what a great way. And, and you know, your challenge obviously as you're getting started in any business you're getting started is, is just like, you have to make a lot of concessions to, um, to get that reputation built up. Right. It's like, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I call it the drug dealer model a lot of times where it's like, you give them, yeah. you give them the free ones and try to get them hooked. And so, you know, as you yeah. build that following, now you can start to charge more for, you know, uh, supporting these things and all that stuff. But, you bring up a really uh, a great point that I have on my list that I'm, I'm I'm just really glad you brought it up that the the international community that we're part of that we are a global mm-hmm. society and if anybody that ignores that as a business does so at their own peril these days because it's just so unbelievably massive guys to like understand when you open up to like a global audience like the potential and the scale that at which you can operate um, mm-hmm. but with that comes 
different expectations because there are cultural expectations around stuff. How uh, companies in India are accustomed to interact and do business and stuff is completely different than the, not completely different, but it is different Mm -hmm. than the U S and China. And there's obviously traditions and all sorts of interesting things that you kind of have to learn to navigate. Not, not hopefully not saying things that are insulting, you know, um, yeah, I've heard a lot of times, exactly. like, a lot of cultures, like it's considered rude to negotiate off the bat, you know, not to go through the social graces and ask about, you know, personal lives and stuff like that. I don't know. Have you yeah, experienced we, that? Um, no, again, we're sort of new. I had an unusual experience, which was one of the companies that is in China wanted to um, have a Skype call and show me the, the, factory and answer any questions and there was a translator because even though we had been communicating and I really thought that he spoke very good English because it was very clear we would you know answer back very quickly and we'd been talking for a good while and then he didn't speak any English but it was oh you know oh, the, wow. the cultural was we are here for you you are very important we are here. but then there was I'm not sure what questions I should be asking mm. and so I wanted to be respectful and anyway it was very exciting and and but you know that was kind of thing I suddenly felt like this weird filament rock star and <laughs> you are a filament <laughs> very, rock star <laughs> very odd for me <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, and I think my model is, well, first of all, I mean, I love filament, which is clear and the exciting, it's exciting and, for and me to filament. get filament from India and to get filament from, I got some filament from Turkey, you know, oh, it's wow. all plastic, but yeah, that was super exciting. And that was an interesting thing. She had sent it, it was too expensive. So she had a friend who was coming to the U S who then mailed it to me, but oh, the wow. handwriting was very hard to read and so it got returned to them and then i was like print it and it finally made it to me and she had some food in there which i think some of it was still good um but in any case that was (laughs) very sweet Um, but it's very you know that's a lot of fun and i know that there is a portion of the audience but it is small on a per country level Mm. but to me i'm just excited to show it and i my model is I feel a little bit, this is going to be a weird comparison, like the Twitter model. We were all like when Twitter started, how the heck are they going to make any money? There's no ads. There's nothing. Right. right? They're just well, letting us all send messages to each other. When are they going to make money? And I sort of have that now. model, which is <laughs> I just want to get everybody connected and I'm going to be here and I'm going to do my job. And then I think as I move forward, when I have a big enough audience, and we are, we're getting a big audience. We, we're like 91,000, mm-hmm. almost 92,000 on YouTube, which is That's amazing. amazing. That's so great. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's exciting. But then you look at it and what percentage of them have notifications turned on? What percentage of them are, and, and a shorts audience is entirely different than a real audience. Sure. I don't mean that, you know, because they're coming in from the shorts feed. And so that is a little bit different. And it's much easier to grow a short audience. But yeah, so I want to grow the audience. And then I think I'm going to have, I can come back and say, here's what we can do. Here's what our reach is. But in the meantime, you know, my my investment's pretty easy. If I see a really pretty uh, filament, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's not a big deal. I've got content right there. But at the same time, I do have filament coming in. And we are working with companies um, protopasta for one, but we're helping them out in a whole different way. I'm so excited that we're getting to help them out with their social media. That's so fun. Oh, this is, this is great. I just, I love hearing this. And obviously look, if Twitter's taught us one thing, 
Courtney, it's that you just got to succeed to the point where a billionaire just buys you. And that's really, right. you know, so you're getting there. Right. You'll, you'll be there soon enough. I'm, gonna, I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're on you're on the path. Yeah, that's the track. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Just get, yeah, so anyway, but that's a whole different model because I don't have a product. But I saw you talking about the overwhelming amount of things that need to get done mm. and mm-hmm. the prioritizing and then how sometimes things that really aren't that important get in the way of your day. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you look at what you've done and it is not what you wanted to get done. No. And that is my life a lot of times. Yeah. So, you know, how do you, and, and I think we all, we all feel this, right? Cause it's a, how do you avoid mm-hmm. beating yourself up over that? Like I said, cause like it, it, when you, when you really step back and analyze it, it's not, unless you're really truly like wasting your time, which, you know, we, we mm-hmm. can all be, ah, I shouldn't have spent so much. Like that's why usually I'm like, ah, I probably spent way too long on Twitter today, but I also don't give myself credit for the fact that that, that is actually some degree of, of downtime and self care for me, that it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm getting value out of that. That is like actually like a, a healthy things in some way. So, but again, it's all about balance. Like it's, if it's too much of one thing or, or the next. And, uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy, Courtney, that you, you called it in and that resonates with you and you share that. I understand it's a, I think it's a challenge for everybody. And I hope that, you know, moving forward, you, you, you cut yourself a little bit of slack and just make sure you're taking some time to appreciate the fact that it's like, you're getting a ton done and you are, and, and sometimes stuff moves to the next day or the next day or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, that's just life. And you're not, you're not special in that regard. I'm sorry to tell you, like everybody's dealing with it. <laughs> and I think, I think, you know, we need, we just need to hear that. So, so some, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that, that is our, you know, kind of psychological self-care aspect that, that, that is probably really lacking in the business community. Like we we're so used to like all this sexy, Oh, we're doing great. Business is good. Go, go, go. And all this stuff. But mm-hmm. we do way better to just be honest and admit, <clears throat> okay, that, that there is, there's me time and there are things that you need to do for yourself so that you can sustain that you don't, you're not going to do anybody any good if you burn out. Right. So I hope you're giving yourself that, that credit and that time. Did we lose her? (laughs) We may have lost her. Well, you know what? Um, Oh, that's a, that's a good point because we're coming in on the uh, top of the hour. Oh, there she's back. She's back. Am I here? I hear you now. I lost yeah. you. Yeah. We, we just, it was, it's oh, just a, my screen, my screen. Went. No, I was saying not only do we need time for us, but we have young children. And mm-hmm. so if we work ah, too hard, yeah. it's to the detriment of them. And they want to do things with us. They like 3D mm-hmm. printing, but only to a point when it's like, sure. you know. I'm in the same sure. boat. Yeah. Yeah, the littles uh, and and family time is important. It's all it's it's all so important, and it's great that you found a way to involve them uh, as well. I think that that's that's great. I I, yeah, I don't I feel like I do that. Would you like enough. to do a project with three D printing for school? And they were like, "Mom, They're like this again? Come on, again? No, <laughs> really? We could print?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> that, but, but see, yeah, you no, recognize so, that. That's good. Oh yeah. That's good. Well, hey, Fine. Courtney, listen, I, I I really hope that we can have you back sometime. Maybe we can see your shining face as well, yes. too, so that we can kind of uh, uh, talk a little bit more in depth. And maybe you can share us some strategies because you are a prolific uh, TikTok user in all the platforms. I mean, honestly, you're doing it. Uh, that's what you do. Um, I, honestly, I, I feel like I could probably benefit for some consulting time from you and stuff like that. We absolutely want to pick your yeah. brain, too. <laughs> okay. Ben, I got to tell you, I am. Um, I, have, I don't know if you all are going to Murph. I was absolutely positively we were going to Murph. And then my daughter won. She qualified for a national 
competition and it's the same three days oh, and so oh no. i and i and she's but the competition doesn't start until saturday and so my plan because i really want to see everyone who's going to work and so my plan and she was like mom you gotta go and she's 10 and i'm like i can't go honey you 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 qualify for national yeah and so she was like yeah yeah you gotta go so i think i may go for friday and then fly out okay. on saturday and i know it's it's friday's not the biggest day but i was messaging joel and he was like no nah, it's worth it go for friday yeah. So yeah. I mean, but I want to see people and and be you know because I could pretty much drown in three D printing. I could just I could just hang out in it forever. Die, die, you would die a happy death, just buried in filament. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I hope that awesome. doesn't happen, but that's awesome to hear. No. We will both be there. Uh, also, be at Earth, yeah. uh, which may be a little closer yes, to Earth. you if you do that. So We're that's the East Earth. Coast Rep Rap Festival. Awesome. That's in I may be. October. I may be. My husband may be with the children, and he was like, "You should go," and I was like. Uh, Okay, so I think I'm going. <laughs> yeah, take that awesome. Take that pass while you have you. it. Yeah, good. Yep, exactly. Good. So, all right. Well, thank you all for having me. I'd love yeah. to come back. I'll find the camera button. Okay. Brush my hair. Our people will be in touch. <laughs> yeah, we'll reach out. We'll reach out. Thank yeah. you so much. Have all a right. great rest of your day. That was uh, right, awesome too. hearing from you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Right, wow. What a treat. That's awesome. What a treat. Yes. Uh, love Courtney. Love all her stuff, all her filament stories. You guys, if you're not following her, if you don't know who that is, go check her out on um, all the social medias or on her YouTube page. I can't believe she's almost at 100,000 already, man. That's fantastic. That's, that's incredible. In less than a yes. year? Come on. That's Let's incredible. Let's go. Yeah. Um, what a, again, as always, covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Covered a lot of ground yes, today. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, not nearly enough. Uh, late to the disclaimer, but you know, we're just like, hey man, we're we're trying to figure this out too. We're not. Per- I don't have this figured out. I mean, there's some days I feel like I'm doing better than others, but uh, you know, we're still in the yes. journey as well, which is what this is all about. Um, yeah. I hope you guys feel like you got some good tidbits from it today, and that uh, wherever you are in your business, uh, you are. Uh, making progress, just keep putting that one foot in front of the other. And like I said, you know, self-care, set some boundaries, uh, balance, mm-hmm. all those good things that we hear all the time. Like, don't be ashamed of like, you know, take, take the, the me time and, and some mental health stuff and all that and just mash up. It's all important. Yep. It's all important guys. Yep. So everything's important. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think at the end of the day, if you're, if we're having to rank these things and talking about expectations, it's like the ones you put on mm-hmm. yourself are typically the heaviest, the most, yes. you know, potentially destru- destructive or toxic. Uh, and so, you know, make sure that you're taking that, time um and, mm-hmm. and i think that'll that'll help get you because all the rest you know as long as you're as you're operating and firing on all cylinders or at least half of them sometimes uh you you know the rest can be can be dealt with um but yeah. uh uh, as always, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, if you're listening back after the fact, if you want to catch us on a live uh, taping of the whole thing, we do it every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, which is noon Eastern. Good lunch lunch and learn time for yes. some people. If you're in the Midwest, like our friend Andrew here, uh, that would be 11 o'clock. And, and then, 11 o'clock, yeah. And we're really, really excited that we've had some uh, international crowd uh, as well. So mm-hmm. I know that, you know, thanks to Fotis and Lyft Harris and some other people, uh, some of our international people as well. Oh, yes. Uh, like I said, we're trying to be as accessible. We realize we're part of a global community here and, uh, it's been, uh, it's been awesome as always guys interacting with you. Uh, Andrew parting words for today before we wrap. 
Oh man. Well, you know, I think you said it uh, so beautifully uh, that, you know, the expectations you put on yourself, uh, you know, tend to weigh the heaviest. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to look at those expectations and say, Hey, wait a second. Are these actually, you know, manageable? Can I actually live up to these? And if not, you know, again, feel free to juggle them around. Um, You know, too often you get caught into this feedback loop where you feel like you're not doing enough or, you know, you're not living up to that expectation you're setting and, you know, you're going to burn yourself out if you don't, if you don't recognize it soon enough and just take a step back and say, okay, hey, (laughs) you know, how do I, how do I manage this better? Couldn't have said it better, my friend. Well, awesome. Well, listen, it's, uh, a pleasure as always. Happy yes. weekend to you. Happy weekend to everybody. You guys uh, feel free to tweet at us. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, all that stuff, uh, you can find me mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, uh, especially, but everywhere at Repcord. Uh, website's repcord.com. And Andrew over at 3D Gloop. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's awesome. it. That is another one in the can. Wrapping up, uh, signing off for today. Until next week, we'll see you guys next Friday. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya. Take care. And...